When, uh, when my wife Anna was pregnant with Abby, as first-time parents, we went through a Lamaze class. Anyone here go through that, whether the, the man or the woman? Yeah, so a few of you know how, how fun of a time that is then. This is the, the class where you learn the breathing techniques. You've got the... Then you've got the... You hear the difference, right? And then you've got my personal favorite. Yeah. These breathing techniques are in place to help uh, the, the woman deal with uh, the pain that she's going to be experiencing through the contractions and through uh, the birthing process. And maybe for the man, depending on if the woman inflicts pain or not. That was not me, I will say that. Uh, but last night at the Saturday service, I had somebody come up afterwards and say that uh, his wife squeezed his hand so hard that his ring bent. So, <laughs> is right for him. <laughs> Another thing uh, that I remember from this process is uh, what they called having a focal point. This was something, uh, it could be anything like uh, a stuffed animal that had been passed down from generation to generation or a, a special toy that would one day be for your child or, or like an ultrasound picture. Something that would help the woman focus when the pain was at its worst. Something that would help you remember why it is that you're going through what you're going through. And that would ultimately help you to push through. And though I was not the one going through the pains of labor, these as well, as well as other exercises were helpful preparing the mothers for the inevitable pain that is coming through childbirth. Especially that last one, that focal point. You know, having something to fix your gaze on, to remind you why it is that you're doing what you're doing. The purpose to help you keep going. Well, here we are on Palm Sunday. We've all got our palm branches. Hopefully, everybody still has sight in both of their eyes. Uh, you never know when a, a stray palm branch is going to catch you in the cornea or something. Uh, but yeah, here we are on Palm Sunday. This is a, a painting from, that I have in my office of the triumphal entry, this glorious scene when King Jesus rides into Jerusalem. You know, Palm Sunday is really an interesting day of the church year if you think about it. Uh, I have two main thoughts as to why I think it's kind of an interesting day. The first is, I think, for the, the tone, the tone of Palm Sunday. Because think about it, we are in the season of Lent. And Lent is a season that we reflect on our sin. It's a somber and serious tone. It's our sin that drove Jesus to the cross. But here we are on Palm Sunday, waving the palm branches, singing praises to our God and our King. It's a festive day. You know, Jesus rides in on Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry. This is a, a high point. And for as festive and uh, joyous as it is for us today, it was even more so for the people back then. You know, God had promised hundreds of years earlier that he would send his king. And so the people were praising God that their king had finally come. But then, in just a few days, 
the mood gets serious again. You know, as it, uh, and it comes down from that happy tone. Because, once again, Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week. Skipping ahead to the next kind of big day, Monday, Thursday, while it, it is a, a happy day in the sense that that is when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, this is also the day that he was betrayed into the hands of his murderers by one of his disciples. This was also the day that when he was arrested, all of his followers abandoned him. And then there's Good Friday. Do I really need to say much about Good Friday? An absolutely terrible, wretched day. And while it has good things for us, it doesn't take away the ugliness of, of the brutal death of Jesus. Palm Sunday really doesn't fit the tone of Holy Week or for the season of Lent, for that matter. I also think Palm Sunday is interesting if you look at it from Jesus' perspective. You know, this is uh, perhaps like the best day for him uh, in Holy Week. Palm Sunday, he is being hailed as a king, praised. People are lining the streets, shouting praises to God, thanking them that their king has come. That had to be nice. Especially when you think about all the opposition that Jesus has faced throughout his ministry. Also, when you consider what's coming later in the week. For Jesus, this would have really been a, this could have been a nice break from the opposition. It could have been a nice opportunity for Jesus to be served for once. You know, he could have been treated like the true king that he really is. He, he could have had just about anything that he wanted. Think about it this way. Given the options of being loved by everyone, being uh, everybody's favorite person, getting the royal treatment, people quite literally worshiping the ground that you walk on, between that and dying a brutal death alone, we'd all choose the former. We would all choose Palm Sunday over Good Friday if we were in Jesus' position. But Jesus isn't like you and me. Now, don't get me wrong. He's 100% man. He experienced everything that we do as humans, yet was without sin. But for Jesus, his gaze wasn't set on the praise of Palm Sunday. What he wanted wasn't the praise. It wasn't being served or being treated like royalty. It wasn't any of that. His sights were set on Friday, on the cross. More specifically, his sights were set on the results of enduring the cross, redeeming you, me. He could have been uh, he could have had his eyes set on Palm Sunday. He could have said, I've served others my whole life. I'm going to be served for once. And he could have decided, you know what? This, this royal treatment, this is actually pretty nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here rather than go hang on the cross. He could have. 
But Jesus was so focused that, uh, on his goal that Palm Sunday was just more or less another day, one day closer to fulfilling his goal on Friday. Now, to be clear, Jesus didn't want to be crucified. He wasn't excited about it. Obviously, Jesus, as a human, wouldn't enjoy being tortured any more than you or I would. He didn't enjoy being abandoned by pretty much all of his friends and even his heavenly father. He didn't enjoy being mocked and scorned and dragged around and put on the, on the cross naked. But he knew that's what it took. His gaze was solely set on you and me. Similar to how a mother-to-be doesn't enjoy the contractions that get more intense and last longer the closer that she gets to giving birth. She doesn't enjoy the long amounts of waiting that take place. She doesn't enjoy all the different IVs and everything that she's hooked up to. She doesn't enjoy the pain of giving birth. But she knows that's what it takes. Her gaze, her, her focus is on her baby. Jesus knew exactly what he would have to go through, exactly what it would cost him in order to buy us back from the clutches of death. He knew it would hurt. But that didn't stop him. He, he pushed through it. And it wasn't the rhythmic breathing. It wasn't the that made the difference. It was Jesus taking his final breath and giving up his spirit that did. Palm Sunday really is different from the rest of Lent. But because we know how the rest of Holy Week and how the rest of the story plays out, we do celebrate Palm Sunday. Because this king who gave everything, including his own life, because he overcame death, we praise him. We celebrate and worship our king. We celebrate even in the somber season of Lent. Because similar to how uh, Palm Sunday, how it's a joyous uh, upbeat day, how it doesn't really fit into the somber season of Lent, neither does a king belong on a cross. So on Palm Sunday, we especially praise King Jesus. And this praise is just a, a small foretaste of what we will be doing for all of eternity. As we make our way into Holy Week, the mood turns back to somber again, the closer and closer we get to the cross. And at the cross, great sorrow over our sin and great joy of our salvation, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. May God bless your Holy Week experience. Would you pray? King Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for humbling yourself, Lord. You, you are God in the flesh, and yet you served others. You didn't, uh, you didn't demand 
people serve you. You didn't demand praise, Lord, but you humbled yourself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We thank you, King Jesus, for taking our place. Lord, may our praises, though they fall short of, of what you deserve, may they be a, a sweet offering in your ears. Lord, we thank you for your great sacrifice for us. Amen. I invite you to stand as we continue with our next song.